Brought to you by GN and Co. Ayo, where you going? You know that it's after school is after school with your girl, Sis G.U. Shocking and welcome back to yet another episode of After School is After School with your girl Sis G U. To my returning listeners, I hope that you guys are well at home. And to those that are passing by, all right, I hope you like what you see. And you join the gang and please. I hope you like what you see. And you join the gang and please. I hope you what you and you join the gang and please. All right. Okay, guys. I hope that you've been well. You know, um, I have missed you guys. I did try to record this episode, but I didn't like it. So I wanted to give myself the space and time to just tackle it again. And I feel like I've been 26 for that much longer. Um, so maybe I have more to share. But yeah, I kind of I feel like this is gonna be things that I've learned to 26 or just like a reflection of the age um, and what the process of coming into this age has been and what it is that I think it's going to continue to be. But I am someone who is not shy of getting older. I think it is a blessing, a big one. Not everyone gets to see the next age. Not everyone gets to see a certain decade um, of their life. So like each birthday, I'm just extremely grateful for the fact that like God still has a plan for me. He is still breathing life within me. He's letting me do everything. Okay, so amen to that. But what has been boring is the fact that with each age, things feel more serious. You know, like I, I don't know when people speak about their 20s. I just kind of thought like your whole 20s are this big blur and you're just very reckless and whatever. But like I've been having revelations. I've been in thought. You understand? Like it's very different from what I thought it would be. And it's very different from where it started for me. Um, Like, I mean, I can't remember how I felt about being 20, 21, 22, 23. Besides the fact that like I was severely depressed, I do think that I had fun. Like I do think that I allowed myself to make mistakes. I do think that I, I didn't show myself enough grace at the time, but I enjoyed it for the most part. And life didn't really feel that serious. Although it did. I feel like at that, at that point in your twenties, things really feel like do or die. Like, oh, I'm with this person. So like, they're my forever and I'm never going to find someone else ever again. Or like, oh, I am going to be like friends with these people for the rest of my life. And like, oh, I'm studying and this is my path in life. And this is what it's going to be for me. And it's like, you know, everything feels so defined and so certain at that point in life. And I think that's a beautiful thing at the same time. So like, enjoy that. Um, But yeah, 24, I was like, okay, cool. We're getting a little bit older. I didn't feel much of a difference though. 25, things started to shake. Um, I think that there were a lot of things that were unfolding for me at that age already, but I wasn't still enough to be able to decipher and to be able to just hear God's voice uh, in my life. So I feel like 26 almost feels like a continuation of 25 naturally, but in that things had started to unfold themselves at the age of 25 and now 26, I'm really starting to see things that I imagined. I'm seeing things that I imagined at 26. I just feel... 
like 26 is calling for me to be that much more intentional. Um, it feels a lot more serious. It feels, I mean, naturally a lot closer to 30. And I know what kind of woman I want to be in my 30s um, and in general. Uh, and I know that the journey is forever ongoing. But when I turned 26, I kind of felt the Holy Spirit just say like, okay, my babe, like you have certain goals for yourself and you want to be a certain version of yourself by this age or around this age. That's not going to happen. You know, you're not going to just wake up on your 30th birthday and be her. Like I am her, but like be that version of her. Um, I have to start working on those things now. So yeah, I turned 26 and I just felt like I need to be more intentional with how I'm spending my time and how I'm feeding into myself and taking care of myself and stop being avoidant. I said to someone in my life that like 26 is 20 fix. I feel like there've been a lot of things and parts of me that I've neglected and it's, it's bubbling up. It's coming to the surface and I got to deal with it because at 30, there's certain things that I just, I feel like I want to have been able to overcome. Like I don't want to be dealing with certain things forever. Um, I want to give myself the space and room to really grow creatively, grow my skills and yeah, just like try and fail. And it's never truly failing because you're always learning in the process. So yeah, 26 is 20 fix. I'll be fixing some shit, right? But I also have a bit of a list as to the things that I've been able to learn um, coming into this age, right? So the first one on my list is that the closer you grow to God, the more you'll lose people. And this one has been really interesting because... Sometimes it makes sense and sometimes it doesn't, right? I feel like the closer you grow to God, the more of a relationship you have, the more he will reveal in your life. Um, the more he'll show you that he wants you to be in a space and he doesn't and what friendships he wants you to be in and so forth. Like God will reveal things to you. We've said this before on this podcast. I know people know this, but the prayer of God, remove anything that is not for me is answered in 2.5 seconds. If you want to hear from God today, okay, pray that prayer. And you will see things that you imagine. So um, I think, yeah, it, it is, it's tied into that and in that the closer you grow to God, the more he is able to bless you with the, the spiritual gifts of discernment and you'll be able to see what's happening around you. But also you, as naturally as you get older, you start to outgrow certain versions of yourself, you know? And I think when you are doing a walk with people in your life, it's very important that you have a common ground. And sometimes like there are moments in my life where separations have made no sense at all, like at all, you know? And I think that there's also been moments where I now care about things that I never really cared about in the past. So it, it's a whole, it's a whole lot of things, but I just feel like the closer you grow to God, the more you will learn yourself and the more you'll learn what you'll like, and the more you'll be aware of whether or not the spaces you are in are to your liking and good for you. Um, and in the midst of you maybe losing people in your walk with God in your walk of faith, I've had to learn that God is enough. And what does that look like for me? And, and like, is he truly enough? You know, like jokes aside, <laughs> when your back is against the wall, when you are in your season of isolation, um, when things around you feel so different, is he enough for you? You know, is spending time with him enough? Is seeking him enough in that when you're looking for a solution, you're coming to him first and only him and not you know, trying to make a plan on the side, which is something I'm so guilty of. Like having to walk in faith has been so difficult because again, I feel like I have to give more and more of myself. So 
I don't know, like baby faith is kind of like, okay, I'm hoping for this, but if it don't happen, it's it's okay. And then he does it and you're like aware. But the more you walk this journey of faith, I feel like the more you have to trust him um, for the things that are in your life. And the one foot in, one foot out thing doesn't really work. And he wants all of your trust. He wants all of your trust. You know what I'm saying? So I've been having to lean into that a lot more and really just learn that like when I sometimes come to God in prayer and I ask for certain things, I do not now say amen and make a means or try and make a plan for whatever it is that I prayed about. I trust that he will bring it about in the way that he, he needs to be or needs to do rather. So yeah, is he enough when you're tired, when you're having a good time in your life? Is he enough when you aren't having the best time in your life? Just, is he enough for you? Um, so yeah, that's something I've also had to learn. Another thing I've found myself saying a lot over the years is that my life is not mine. And I think that's because I, continue to surrender myself to God so that he is able to do whatever it is that he needs to do in my life. I feel as if I am a vessel and I always kind of say at the beginning of each year, I can kind of plan out what I want to do, but like, I don't really do so here because I feel like whatever God is going to bring about in my year, he will. So I, I always make sure to leave room for God. So when I say my life is not mine, I think it's the fact that I've left so much room for him. Like one day I'm here, next day I'm there. And if there's anyone I trust to perform miracles, it's him. If there's anyone I trust to bring about my desires in ways that I did not even imagine, it's him. So I just, I've left enough room in my life for him to just do his thing and, and to never feel like he's going against, against my own plans. Um, the tongue has power. I have been saying this for the longest time. You either speak life or death with the tongue. I also believe that the tongue is a direct reflection of someone's heart posture. Someone who just speaks hate, who, um, I don't know, is continuously cursing themselves, cursing others. I think it's very reflective of where their heart posture is. Are you operating out of love? Are you speaking out of hate? All of these things. So I heard once that when you say something, there are two options, right? It's either God gets up in order to make that thing happen or the devil gets up to get up and make that thing happens. So, uh, ever since kind of having that in my mind, I'm very conscious to speak good things over my life and over others and not wish ill upon myself and others. Um, and just to make sure that my heart is always in a good place and I'm doing things from the right place, you know? And I think that words have so much meaning. Like I'm so far past the point of just thinking people say things for the sake of saying things, you know, like I think words are very telling when people say things, you should really listen. You'll be able to hear and catch all the things you need to catch. Um, in the season of isolation, I've learned to make a home within myself. And I spoke about this in my mental journal and that it's been really cool to just validate myself and trust my voice and trust my experiences and trust my judgment process to know that whatever decisions I'm making for myself over my life are the best ones or rather that I'm making the best decisions for myself at that time of my life. So yeah, it's been really cool also to enjoy my company again, to not be scared of my thoughts as much, you know, just to feel at home, for there to be love, for there to be grace, for there to be mercy, for there to be forgiveness, for there to be understanding all within myself for myself is a really beautiful thing. The next one says, you don't own people, don't hold on, right? And I think this speaks to letting go. Um, I am a creature of habits or actually like, am I? I guess I am a, a creature of habit, but I've outgrown certain things. Um, but 
I've just learned that like I used to be so possessive of people like, oh, these are my people. These are my friends. This is my person. And they're going to be in my life forever. And it's not really like that. You don't own people. People are on their own walks, on their own journeys. And you meeting someone at that time may be beneficial for the both of you at that time. And then afterwards, your journeys continue. So I think just understanding that I don't own someone. Um, and I don't know where I kind of got that thinking from in my younger days. Maybe it is a little bit controlling also. Like, I own you. Not that I own you, but it's like, you're my friend. And I think there was a lot of um, emphasis on the possession that I had or like someone's role in my life. Um, so now I've just kind of learned that, you know what, it is what it is. People come into your life because they want to. And if someone leaves, that's also okay. That's a part of it. Trust what you feel in spirit. Obviously, like the spirit, the spiritual realm is crazy, you know, because we live in a physical world. So we see everything with the eye and everything we see by the eye, we believe. But there's obviously something that's beyond the eye and that's the spiritual realm. And just, you know, like the Holy Spirit nudging you at certain times and your intuition and your gut speaking to you. So the older I've gotten, the more I've also learned to, again, trust my decision making, but trust the things that I feel in my spirit, you know, like I know that I'm not crazy like that. Like I'm not going to feel things that aren't there to feel. So if you're feeling something, it's worth taking note of. So that's something I've also, <laughs> I had to learn. I wrote here, watch what you listen to and what you watch. I am so conscious about the things that I'm consuming right now because I don't want to, I know, I don't want to be, unaware in my consumption of something that is bad for me and harming my spirit. I don't want to consume something that is going to be stuck in my head and I'm speaking negativity over my life. You know, like, I think I've said this before, but like, I see what's happening in the musical music industry. Everyone's wearing red. There's a bit of an agenda. You know, my eyes are open. Like, I don't necessarily believe in coincidences. So I don't think that's much of a coincidence that everybody doing the same thing at the same time and having rituals and shit. Like, I'm trying to just be a little more aware of what I'm consuming and just protect myself and my soul and my spirit um, because I don't want things to be, I don't want to think about things and have things in my head that shouldn't be there. You know, like the things I should be listening to and consuming should be speaking life and goodness over me. So yeah, one of the biggest things I've learned this year or rather one of the biggest revelations I've had is that the most precious thing anyone owns is their soul and their spirit. And I've come to realize that people are really after people's souls in that like the devil is constantly trying to, trying to get your soul. You know, he's constantly trying to um, encourage us in thinking that certain things are good for us when they're not and they're more harmful than they are good but also just your interactions with people you know I feel like people project all the time because they're trying to make you a different person or react in a, in a certain way um, or get you to call them out of their name all of these things and I think these situations have obviously the possibility of impacting us as people, but you should never digest or ingest rather poison, um, anything that's spoken, any negativity that's spoken over you, anything that is purely a projection that was not for you, you should not receive it. So I feel like people are constantly trying to taint your soul, trying to change who you are, trying to change the fact that you operate from love, trying to change the fact that you're a happy person, trying to change all of these good things that make you who you are and like just taint your soul, you know? So I've just realized that my soul is the most precious thing I have. And that's obviously why I vow to Jesus Christ. Um, but also just being very protective of myself and what I feel in my soul and in my spirit and making sure that I'm not just like consuming anything, you know? And I think that leads me to my next point. There is nothing more valuable 
There's a whole bug flying on me over here. Nasty. There is nothing more valuable than your peace. And you should go to war for your peace. I feel like I'm someone who absolutely believes in putting their peace first because I've lived a life of not, of not having peace. And I never want to go there ever again. And I think that prioritizing other people's feelings, other people's opinions, just other people over myself really didn't serve me in the long run. And I said this before, um, but in certain situations I was keeping quiet, not being aware that I wasn't keeping my own peace, you know, like I was keeping quiet and saving someone else's peace in return. So yeah, you kind of learn what keeping your peace looks like, you know, and you learn what living a peaceful life looks like for you and when you feel at peace and what are the things that bring you peace and who are the people that bring you peace? You know, it's a very important thing. Like, I, I can't live a life of ruckus. Like, every day, every day, every day, I don't know. Like, what's, like, come on. I can't. I like my peace. I've learned the importance of learning to love your body. Um, I may not always be the happiest with who my body is at different times in my life, but I'm very appreciative of it. And I think that in learning to love my body and in learning to appreciate it, it does more for me. The more love I show my body, the more TLC I show my body, the more it does for me. And just learning that I'm beautiful in whatever size and whatever season, regardless of what I look like or what I look like in the last season, that my body is beautiful and it does a lot for me. And I need to appreciate that every day, you know, like, waking up is a blessing being able to breathe on your own is a blessing being able to walk run all of these things are blessings and I never want to take them for granted here I wrote again let go uh it's holding you back and I think that this has kind of been the theme of my year um I've spoken in my episodes of the art of letting go and even here a bit about like just the importance of letting certain things go so that I have more room for whatever it is that God has called me to and I think what's crazy is that the closer you grow to him the more he needs the things that you hold most dear to your heart like you can stop the small things like okay Jesus let me give you this area of my life you know um and, and then eventually you just progress and you give him more and more and more until I think you're at a point where like the things that you're now dealing with or struggling with the most are the things that you have to give him and those are the things that are the hardest to give to him because you want to maybe have control you know um or maybe you're just not ready for that so I, I know it's not easy and sometimes the things that God calls for us to let go of are just very complex and hard and like it's, it's disheartening and heartbreaking. But the one thing the Holy Spirit keeps saying to me is that it's just, it's holding you back. It's holding you back. So as much as you may be struggling, that's cool. But understand that there's more and there's bigger and there's better that is waiting for you. Um, if you just make the room for that, if you make the space for it. Yeah, I realized that the God that we read about in the Bible is very much the God that is alive and present today. You know, miracles may not look like spitting the Red Sea, but the power that he used in order to do those things, he has to do miracles in our lives and in the lives of those around us. So yeah, again, I'm very expectant of God. Um, I try my best not to box him because I feel like he is the ultimate creative and he always exceeds my expectations. You know, he really has my best interests at heart. So whatever it is that he has planned for for me, I know will fulfill me in a way that nothing else can or ever will. Another thing that I've learned this year is that you will be corrected or punished as a child of God. Um, in that as children of God, we interact with other children of God. And yes, we're human and we make mistakes. But understand that if we are hurting other people, other children of God, God will punish you for the things that you've done. You know, he will correct you. I'm constantly reminded that 
God plays so many roles in my life. You know, as much as he's my guy, he's my dude. He's definitely like Alpha and Omega. He's Al Shaddai. He is a sovereign God. He has so many labels and he plays so many different roles in my life that he is also definitely a father figure, you know, and a father figure corrects um, when you've done a mistake. And I don't think being corrected by God is a bad thing. He's often building your character in those moments and you have the opportunity to learn from that, learn from those mistakes and, you know, hopefully never do them again. So correction is a form of love from God. And I think if we weren't corrected as people, you know, you just go around doing crazy things, moving all willy nilly, but yeah, he's a father that loves you. So he wants the best for you. So he's going to correct something in you that um, he may not think is the best. Always practice gratitude, always find something to be grateful about. I know life is hard and our situations aren't the same. So finding something to be grateful about sometimes can be really hard, but it really can just be the fact that you woke up, the fact that you shared a laugh with a family member or a friend, the fact that you're able to walk, the fact that you're eating your favorite fruit, the fact that you are in university studying a course, you know, you may not be enjoying it, but going to school is a privilege. All of these things, find something to be grateful for. And I feel like you'll feel lighter and more enthusiastic and hopeful about your life in general. Um, the last thing I'm going to speak to is something that I honestly realized the other day, but I need to slow down. I feel like I'm someone who's always frantic, always in a rush. And maybe that's like my anxiety. Um, and that's obviously not the best thing, but I think I need to just slow down. I need to allow myself to do things in a calm state. You know, like when I wake up, I feel like I'm already fighting the day because I'm like, okay, shit, I'm up. I have to do everything in one go. It's like, you should allow yourself to wake up. You should ease yourself into the day. You shouldn't always be rushing to do absolutely everything. You know, you have time, like use your time wisely, plan your time wisely and things don't have to be done in a rush. Um, I also feel like I've struggled with the spirit of procrastination before. So... You know, sometimes I have to do things very quickly because it's late now. I got to get it done. But in the spirit of wanting to slow down, I think it calls for you to be better prepared and it calls for you to just take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to breathe. So I think, yeah, that's all I've got for my episode for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoy it. I definitely am enjoying um, 26. It is a little tough. It is a little different, but there's always something to enjoy in a different environment. And I think... I'm excited to see where I end this chapter and who it is that I'll be, man. Cause like, I be shocking myself all the time, every day, babe. That's me, guys. <laughs>